Next up, BYU Sports Nation. In honor of the greatness of LeBron James, which BYU athlete gave you the most confidence that the Cougars would win just because he or she was competing? LeBron James. Grandpa B, a.k.a. Brandon Bradley, will join us live in Studio B to discuss the BYU secondary. Plus, Taysom Hill's getting second-team reps with the Saints, and Dave Rose discusses what he likes about the upcoming season's roster. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, live from Studio B, your hosts, Jason Shepard and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live. It is your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B. It's presented, as always, by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Today is Monday, May 28th. That's right, it is Memorial Day. Thank you for tuning in. It's great to have you with us. My name is Jason Shepard. Teamed up with a man who is not impressed with LeBron James and won't be until he makes it 10 straight NBA final appearances, Brian Logan. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, I need 10 from you, LeBron. Eight, eight is nothing, man. Eight is, it does eight, nothing for no, you. No, no, no. That's, that's what an ordinary man does. I thought you were great. I thought you were the king. I need 10, please. We, were, uh, we, we had this little nugget dropped on us that LeBron James is, the, is third in line in terms of most finals appearances, not with other players, with other franchises. Teams, man. <laughs> that's mean, crazy. That's insane yeah, it's when hard. you're comparing an individual to franchise finals appearances. But that lets you know, I mean, how great he really is, right? I mean, you are compared... Not to another man, but to an, an organization. So I mean, it was it was fun watching him last night, and I'm I'm just happy that I was able to see Jordan growing up, and yep. then uh, you know see LeBron now. Well, speaking of of greatness, as we mentioned today is Memorial Day, and we certainly want to honor all those men and women who served this country in the military, and especially to those who have given the ultimate sacrifice in the service of the United States of America. I know my grandpa uh, was in the military. I have cousins that were in the military. So uh, certainly appreciate everything uh, that the military does for us. Yeah, my grandpa uh, was, in the, was in the Navy, and um, my dad, my stepdad, uh, was in the Air Force for, for 20 years. So, you know, definitely appreciate everything that you guys have done. And, 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 and really appreciate the families, too, for their sacrifice, you know, um, the uh, the husbands and the wives and even the kids you know that that had to sacrifice you know their parents for for us and our freedom and our safety so we appreciate all of you guys absolutely hopefully everybody can uh, get together with family today and uh, and celebrate Memorial Day uh, the right way all right all rise and shout it's time for what's trending you're talking about it and so are we it's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. New BYU wide receivers coach Fessy Satake joined BYU Sports Nation on Friday. And while he certainly wasn't going to give out the details of everything that the Cougar offense will entail, he did say that there will be more flexibility depending on circumstances and personnel. One of the great things about this offense is if, if someone were to go down, or someone didn't perform to the level, you know, of our expectations, um, we have the ability to cater this offense towards any personnel set. Brian, what do you think this means for the BYU offense this upcoming season? I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm still confused. You get the migraine? I, I, yeah, like I was thinking about this earlier when we were meeting, and, you know, for those of you guys that listen on radio, I'm, I'm kind of rubbing my eyes because I, it's, it's confusing to me 
Um, I mean, I think I think it's a positive. It's a good thing, obviously. But you know, I'm, I'm sitting back and I'm, I'm thinking of times and situations where you would change the playbook. Um, is 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 when you had somebody that went down in an injury, or maybe somebody didn't know the plays as well. Whatever the case is, you tailor it. But to me, I, I just feel like that means that the playbook there's there's more plays, right? There's um, you know more opportunities to to call you know certain schemes. Um, I don't know, maybe within certain checks or based off of the defensive fronts that you see. Um, I don't know, but this confuses me. I don't think it's it's because I'm on the defensive side. Oh, I think it has on the a offensive bit to do side. With that. I, I it just I don't know, man. I don't. It's just it sounds like he's like like it's a positive, like he's happy and he's excited about it. But I mean, if I have a Taysom Hill, I'm going to call Taysom Hill plays. If I got you know a Brian Logan that quarterback, I'm calling Brian Logan plays. This is like that's just period. Look, I I think this absolutely is a positive thing because this is what I took out of it. It means that the offense can pivot to any situation without having to make wholesale changes. Last year, the offense had to be changed due to the number of injuries at multiple positions, whether it was quarterback position, whether it was the running back position. It sounds like that's not going to be the case this year. It sounds like that the offense will remain the same, that the structure of the offense is is there, but there will be options within that offense that will cater to the personnel. So if you do have, you know, heaven forbid, an injury at a quarterback, and let's say that quarterback has a different skill set than the, the previous starter, you're not going to have to completely throw away everything that these guys have learned for months. You can have options off of the main scheme to where the system is still the same, but there may be some wrinkles to it that may cater to that person. I, just, I, I just, like I just, the flexibility of that. This is, why, this is why it's confusing me. It's because, and I really started learning football when Bronco took over, right? And he said, look, we got corners and, and safeties that do this, and we're going to call plays that cater to these guys who are playmakers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, and, it, and we still stayed in the same scheme, yes, right, in the same system. But all of the plays were definitely tailored to, you know, the playmakers, and, and we excelled. Whenever the plays weren't catered to us, we, you know, didn't excel as much. And, and so to me, if I'm a coach, I'm going to tailor the plays to, you know, my starter, to my guys, to my playmakers. And, 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 and if my guys aren't recruited, my, my second string, my, my third string, if those aren't similar, you know, guys and characteristics – I'm, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know how I'm not going to change. So you're the skeptical offense. on whether or not a certain scheme can be the same with different personnel. I'm just confused, bro. I, but like, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, I'm just confu- I'm just confused. And so uh, I like I, the flexibility. I like that maybe the core principles of the offense will remain intact, but with just some some like I said some tweaks and some wrinkles that cater to the personnel running it. Okay, check this out. I think. And then I'm going to go on because I know we got time. I think this is a decision by the coaching staff to say, look, we are going to stay within the, scene, within the scheme, within the system, regardless of what happens. That's what I think. That's, that's more uh, – that's, to me, that's what, I'm, that's, that's what, I'm, that's what I, get, I gather from. And, and I, honestly, I Who feel knows? like they're, they're saying the, the system will be the system, but we can be flexible within the system. Okay. I like that. We, we, we shall see. We shall see. Steve Geller, a sports anchor in New Orleans – tweeted out that Taysom Hill was receiving second-team reps with the Saints this weekend during OTAs. Jason, does this mean that Taysom Hill is 
the best player in the world, like I've been saying the last five years? Wow, that's, uh, that's an interesting <laughs> question. I, I, I don't think that's the question that uh, we were actually asking. Hey, Manson Logan, take over. I, you, know, I don't, you know I can't read speaking anyway. Of, speaking of pivoting and uh, adjusting <laughs> to things on the fly, is he the greatest player ever? Or maybe does it give him the better chance to be the backup quarterback to Drew Brees? Yeah, whatever you want. That's to. basically the same question. It's it just worded much, in a different way. Much, yeah. Look, if the guy's getting second team reps right now, does that mean he has a better chance? Well, of course it does. If they're giving him the reps, they view him that way. You're not going to waste time, especially at that level. You're not going to waste time giving a guy reps that you don't think can handle that. I mean, and, and let's be honest. The, the biggest question is not what's happening right now during OTAs. It's whether or not he's going to get the second team reps during uh, the preseason games, during training camp. That's when that matters. The Saints love Taysom Hill. Sean Payton is on record multiple times, the head coach, talking about how much he loves Taysom Hill. I believe they're going to give him every opportunity to earn the backup spot to Drew Brees, regardless of signing Tom Savage in the offseason. I think Taysom Hill is the guy they want to be the backup. So, yeah, the fact that they're giving him second-team reps right now, I absolutely think that's well, a great that's thing. The, that's the thing, man. That, that's, that's the key right there. And, and this is what most people don't understand, fans. If, if you haven't been behind the scenes and understand the politics, if, if a coach has a, a their guy, right, like I recruited him, so I'm going to do everything possible to, to put him in a position in a situation position to, to be successful. I may I may call some easier plays for him. I may hey hey like Coach You're Hill put, put Coach him Hill in a situation be, to be successful. I'm telling you, whatever that whatever that may be, whatever it may be, Coach Hill used to be like, hey, come, scoot over here, five yards out, five yards out, boom, interception. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate that. You know? Are you telling me he wasn't telling that to the other players? Uh, nah, nah. <laughs> Maybe no, no, I doubt it, man. But I'm, but but yes, but that's a, that's a huge sign. It's a good sign that look, we can't we can't just like hand you the job, but we can do everything in our power to make sure that you are in the lead. You know, you're the lead runner. Yeah, I I think this is a positive sign. And quite frankly, everything we've read coming out of New Orleans in regards to Taysom Hill has been nothing but glowing. I mean, right. they he has taken advantage of the opportunity. That's the other thing. You can have guys that like what you bring to the table, and they're going to give you the opportunity, but if you can't actually perform, it's not going to matter. Taysom has not only been given the opportunity, he's seizing that opportunity and has done a fantastic job to this point. Any quarterback that is on special teams, man, like the whole team will will go and ride for you and die for you. I mean, look at Riley, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. All right, as we mentioned, NFL OTAs going on right now. Several former Cougars are on teams after signing free agent deals. Right now, in terms of players that were on the BYU roster last year that are in camps now, you have Tijon Karoma with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Micah Hanneman is with the Cleveland Browns. Jonah Trineman with the New York Jets. And, yes, he is in the Jets' uh, camp as a wide receiver, and then Tomasi Lalile with the Indianapolis Colts. It's interesting. We're just focusing on those four and guys who, are, who have signed free agent deals from last year's team. Brian, which player do you think has the best chance to stick on an NFL roster? And, and I want to say, NFL roster meaning 53 or even practice squad. Okay, okay. I'm happy I get to go first because we have the same answer. Um, I got to go with Tijon, man. And... I, th- I think when you look at all of the odds against him, you know, coming out a little bit short, um, you know, not having the opportunity that he thought he would have, you know, coming out and having a free agent versus a, a tryout, 
um, going through that and showing the coaches, you know, his worth and his value with everything stacked against him. To me, right there, man, that's that lets me know that he has heart. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. He's he's good. Yeah, but when you have so much ag- going against you, you know, like the whole universe is saying, no, you can't do this or you can't do that, and you defy the odds. I mean, to me, man, like I, you can't measure that at all, you know. And I'm not saying that because I'm a five six corner when you know most corners were six foot three. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying being a an athlete and a competitor, there's one thing that you cannot measure, and that's somebody's heart, that's somebody's dedication, and that's what he has. Admittedly so, as a Kansas City Chiefs fan myself, I certainly know more about the Chiefs roster and situation than I do about some of these others. But Oh, you, oh you're about to go all analyst on me. Huh? No, 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 no. <laughs> but that was I do, a good one. I do, I do think it's one high five. I'm hoping that we get at least four during the show. We got to break the record. I think we got to get like <laughs> what seven. What is the record? Seven? No. I'm, Eight in seven. honor of LeBron James? Mm, no. But, so so this, okay. is, this is the way I look at it. I think it is Tijon Karoma. And the biggest reason is offensive line depth is a major need for Kansas City. Mm. They have a, a, a very good offensive line, but guys behind it is, is suspect. And I know that's why they brought Tijon in. And it's, you know, obviously Andy has a connection to BYU, so he feels very comfortable getting former Cougars in there. But beyond that, Tijon is a guy that's going to work and give it every bit that he's got. And I, th- I think that not only is that a good fit for him uh, from a, a playing perspective, that is a major need for them, whether it's back up at center, whether it's back up at guard. I don't know how, how they view him. I think it's Tijon Karoma. I think he has a legitimate chance of being on this roster, certainly as a practice squad, but who knows even beyond that. The key word that you said there was work. Work, 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 work. And that's what he's going to do. You know who said that? Who? LeBron James? It was Rihanna. But LeBron James and the cast put in work <laughs> last night against the Celtics. And uh, in honor of LeBron James reaching his eighth straight NBA Finals, which BYU athlete gave you the most confidence BYU would win because he, she was competing? Okay. There were a lot of guys that immediately came to mind. We've been talking about Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is one of those guys that the confidence level on a BYU dub went up because he was there. Ty Detmer certainly was another guy. Max Hall, we've gotten a lot of responses. Max Max Hall is someone that a lot of people have mentioned. I, I also thought of Harvey Unga. What's yeah. so funny is I've mentioned four football players. My answer is not going to be a football player. What? My answer is going to be a basketball player. Jimmer Fredette. Jimmer, of course. Jimmer Fredette was one of those guys, especially senior season. I, I was shocked when BYU lost a game. Any game, because any time he was on the floor, you just knew BYU was going to win that game. Now, they obviously didn't, but you had this confidence because of what he could do. That no matter where he was on the floor, he could take a shot and make it. It was unbelievable. So my answer is Jimmer Fredette. So mine is is Max, but, you know, going with, with Harvey, too, as well. I gotta can I say both because I I lost both of them. You go with a co, you know. You I, I lost. Well, well, but look at it. when Harvey, you know, left um, early and 2010, right? We didn't have we didn't have running back. I mean, it was it was bad for us. And there'd be times 2011 and 2009, my junior year, where things would be kind of close, and we'd be like, well, we got Max, but 
but we, but hey, we got Harvey, right? And, and he would go and and take the whole drive, eighty yards, and score. So he'll eat up, you know, six seven yards uh, or six seven uh, minutes of clock, you know, eighty yards, and then score and give us, um, you know, just that much more leeway uh, with the lead. So I gotta say, both of them, man. But but you know what? The, the I, I would say Max and just how fierce he is and how competitive he is. He he makes you want to become a better player. Right. right. Um, just to how of, of just his leadership and, and his nature. And we talked about this earlier with LeBron versus Michael Jordan. LeBron is like, OK, I'm going to take I'm going to take the team on my back. You guys can't get it done. I'm, I, don't worry. Step out the way. I got it. Where Kobe or like uh, Michael Jordan or I would say Max Hall is like, you know what? You know what, man? If you if you're not going to get on my level, don't even show up. Yeah, don't even show up. And I love that the most about those types of leaders. That actually is uh, going to be our question of the day. In honor of LeBron James reaching his eighth straight NBA Finals, which BYU athlete gave you the most confidence that BYU would win because he or she was competing? It's time to hear from you, BYU Sports Nation. Let's get to the voice of the nation. This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response coming in from at Carson M. Bennett 2. Carson agrees with me. Says, Jimmer, he went off almost every night, and when he was getting hot shooting, there was no stopping him. I mean, for those that, that were around for Jimmer Mania, that was special, man. it was unbelievable. There, was never, there has never been anything that I've witnessed that matches that. And I'm not sure we will ever see anything like that again. No, I, I had people texting me back home, you know, about about Jimmer, you know, and what was going on, which is they didn't even call me to say hi. <laughs> <laughs> At Tim Weddington on Instagram says, Austin Collie says, it seemed like whenever we needed to play, everyone knew we would go to Collie and he would make something happen. Fourth and 17, baby. Hey, you know what? I like Fourth that. Fourth and 19. It, that reminds me of uh, another guy that I know as well. His name is Dave Rose. <laughs> he joined the program on Friday. Uh, what was his priority for BYU basketball next year? You'll hear from him later on the show. Yeah, but next, former BYU defensive back Brandon Bradley stops by Studio B. Why does Brian call him Grandpa B? Hmm, we'll answer that. This oh. is BYU Sports Nation. Oh. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Make sure you tune in to BYU TV and BYU Radio on Friday, June 22nd for the annual BYU Football Media Day. We will have the state of the program, a two-hour BYU Sports Nation special on Cougars, on Cougars in the NFL, BYU Football Media Day, Friday, June 22nd. That's a day, man, that I always have marked off on my calendar. It's a great day. It's, for, it's just like front, like literally, like seven to like seven. Yeah, I know. It's it's always a fun day. It's uh, it's a fun to be part. It's fun to be a part of. And uh, looking forward to another edition coming up on Friday, June twenty second. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation. We are simulcast on both BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation always rolling on social media. You can follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter and Instagram. Always remember to use the hashtag BYUSN when you want to chime in. Our question of the day, in honor of LeBron James reaching his eighth straight NBA Finals, just crazy. LeBron James. Which BYU athlete gave you the most confidence that BYU would win because he or she was competing? Uh, we've been talking a lot about Max Hall. How about we hear from at old Max Hall? <laughs> Who says Max Hall? I don't know. <laughs> Not sure if you can do that, but old Max Hall says Max Hall was the winningest QB in BYU history. End of discussion. 
Hey, you know, I heard Twitter is like Never Neverland. There's no rules. You can do whatever you want. Hey, join in using the hashtag BYUSN. You can join us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'll read more of your responses coming up a little bit later on in the program. Joining us now in Studio B, you remember him, you love him. He played in the BYU secondary. His name is Brandon Bradley. Brandon, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Glad to be here. All right, this is my this is the question. <laughs> that, that came right there. That one. <laughs> this is the question I I want to get from you. I want I want to hear the answer to this one. All right. How many times a day do people ask you about your knee being down against Utah in 2010? <laughs> How often um, is that brought up? <laughs> you know what? It probably happens more than you would you would think at this point, right? Really? That was what eleven years ago. Not uh, that, eight years ago. Eight years I don't ago. Know. Yeah, almost eight, eight years, years ago. ago? I still remember um, that, I still man. get people. It's funny. I've had somebody driving past and be like, hey, your knee was down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks. You know, I appreciate it. Like, <laughs> doesn't help me now. Right, right, right. right, right. Oh, you know? So I still, it happens quite often. I would say probably probably about four or five times a, a year. I get it. Okay. Man, that's, yeah. Still. You know, still to this day, this day. It, it, it's because it hurts, man. Like I it still remember because like, his knee was down. <laughs> right. it's, 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 that's what happens when you when you're an old man and you oh, try to make plays. You, I just I, I just remember it was, you know something bad's gonna happen when you are in real life in reality, but then for some reason you start to see it in slow motion. Yeah, you I go, remember no. that. And I that's remember, what happened to me when I saw. I remember it. seeing Get someone. Down. Who's standing? Ne- who's sitting next to me? Run right past the tight end who she should have blocked, <laughs> and I get ear holed. That wasn't me. That was you. I was on the other side. No, it wasn't. You, you had ran this, this way. This I was coming I to your side. I caught on the left side and I was running right trying to cross field. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't believe you though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what was Brian really like? You know, give us the behind the scenes true story of what Brian was really like. This is what Brian is really like. <laughs> so he's, he's not putting up any no, facades. This is not, him. Okay. He's not. This is Brian, uh, 100%. Yeah. Every now and again, he has a, he has a sentimental, spiritual side. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you can get that through his social media because he'll put that out every now and again. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah. usually what you see is what you get with Brian. Yeah. It's one of the things that you have to respect about him because there's not a lot of, you know, smoke and mirrors. Yeah. So. I tried, man. That's right. Now you, you know, he, you know, Grandpa, Grandpa B. So we got Uncle B, and we got Grandpa B. Yeah, do you want to explain Bro, what I'm this is? Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, whenever I had some issues or difficulties, whatever the case is, and I would go to Bronco, and he didn't have time for me, he'd say, "Go to, go to, go to, go to Brandon." And I'm like, "Why? Why would I do that?" And he's like, "Cause he, cause he has wisdom, you know." And he's like, "You see his gray hairs right there? So get a close up on this. See that? That's you call handsome right there. <laughs> <laughs> so gray hair means wisdom. Wisdom." Wisdom. Wisdom. Okay. Not knowledge is wisdom. So I call him I call him Grandpa B. I mean that's it's better than saying, you know, he's walk he's walk he walks with the limp. You know. That's my swag. So, you know, yeah. Speaking of wisdom, let's let's pick your brain on this uh, this BYU team. Okay. Uh, safeties have a new position coach in Preston Hadley. What does Preston bring to the table as a former Cougar safety? Um grit. Right? Mm. Preston himself, I I think most people who know him. That would be the word I think that we use to describe him. Hard worker, never backs down, full goal, 100%, no matter the situation, no matter the time. Um, and I think that's something that the secondary has missed, you know, over the past couple of years. Um, whether it be from a coach, whether it be from a player, they just never had that guy that had that mindset, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Preston brings that. I think he brings that, that full throttle mentality. 
Um, and he'll hold them accountable for, for what they're supposed to be doing. And I think it'd be very beneficial for them in the long run. So, any anybody that was coached under under Bronco Bronco defense will hold anybody accountable. Kids, you know, right. coworkers, <laughs> coworkers you know, don't it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Uh, but, right. but but talk talk about the the impact that you think he'll have uh, just from like a generation standpoint. So I remember it was huge for me getting uh, my junior college coach. My second year, he was he was maybe ten years older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you coached, right? You right. had some opportunities to go and coach and, and, you know, guys, well, actually you're a little bit different cause you old, but, but you get, you old, get my point of what I'm trying to say. What <laughs> impact do you think, you know, him being young and successful, um, and being able to relate to these kids, you know, uh, the type of impact it could have. First of all, I'm only 33 years old. Oh, that's see, the first thing. We got like five more minutes. That's, you can't be, that's <laughs> the first thing. You can't be saying first now of all. going into your question, <laughs> Going well, to your question, it's like you said. I feel like a lot of players, the closer you are in age to your coach, the more you feel like he understands you, right? He understands what you're going through. He understands your thought process. Um, so I think because of that, his players would be a little bit more willing to listen to what he has to say. He has to say, being that he's not too far removed from doing it himself. Mm. Um, and I think that in itself, right there, plays a big part in a trust between the player and coach. Now, as a coach, I tell you to do something. You trust me because you believe that. I can do it, and I know how to do it because I've done it, and you're willing to put a lot more effort in in achieving that for me. One of the athletes that Preston will be in charge of getting the most out of is Troy Warner, and because Warner is making the the move from corner to safety, first off, what's the biggest challenge in making that move, and what do you expect from a guy like Troy this year? I think the biggest challenge is the mental part of it. As a safety, now I have to make sure everyone is aligned, the call's correct. I need to make sure. Study. Right. I got to study film. Watch film. I got to make sure I see what I need to see in order to put my corners in the right position. Um, I got to communicate what I see so they understand what I see. Um, And then I just have to be in a position to be able to make plays. And I think, like I said, I think the mental part of it is the most difficult part of it. I expect him to do well. I've always looked at Troy as a safety, personally. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like physically the way he moves – He's in my mind. He's always been more of a safety than a corner. Um, so I think the transition would be should be smooth um, as far as the physical part goes. The mental part, I don't know because he's never been in this situation. Yeah. So I don't know how well he'll handle having to digest all that information and then spread it with the rest of the defense. But I would think that he would do he would do pretty well because I think you know from what I was able to see as corner, he's he understands football pretty well. So I think that should be. Pretty smooth for him. So, there, so there's a lot of a lot of hype coming out of out of uh, you know the program about the front uh, seven and uh, something that we didn't really have too much our, our senior year. Um, but you know, usually when you have a, a good group up front, you know you can you can bring the house. You could you know blitz a little bit more. But you know you always roll the dice when you got you know with your corners. And so to me, from from what we've seen so far, I mean, you have you know Troy and Dion that are probably the best, you know, from an athletic standpoint, um, you know, defensive backs. Let's just call them right. defensive backs, not right. just corners, not just safeties. Um, so, I mean, if, 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 a, if a coaching staff, if they recognize this, wouldn't you, as a coach, right, wouldn't you want to keep, you know, your most athletic guys at corner and not safety? Because I feel like you don't have to be that athletic, 
Like I kept trying to tell coach to move you to safety, you know, and make <laughs> make Corby the starter. It's a true story. Make Corby, make Corby the starter. You know what I mean? So we can still get some more athleticism on the field, but yet, you know, we're not going to be giving up them sixty yard bombs. I'm gonna go ahead and let you go now. <laughs> I don't remember giving up a sixty yard bomb ever in my entire football career. Little league, high school, middle school, college. Ever remember that? Um, That's because you're old, man. <laughs> no. So one of the things you said, Brian, is that it's trying to get the most athletic players on the field at once, mm-hmm. right? The more of those guys I have on the field, the better chance I have for them to make plays. Um, so sometimes I don't feel like it's he's better here or he's better than that player. But if I can have both of them on the field, why not put both of them on the field? Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. Um, and we they um, BYU with Bronco kind of went through that. Um, I think the year I was I was a graduate assistant. Yeah. You know, they went from their mindset of, okay, I need this person on the field because he understands, but this person right here by far is more athletic. With Lonnie and Spencer, right? Right, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So let's get both of them. Let's find a way to yeah. get both of them on the field jo- so jo- I can have. A little bit. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. So I can have the mental part of it as well as the athletic, you know, part gotcha. of it. So most, a lot of times it's just I got to get my best players on the field. Gotcha. And sometimes I have to move positions and exchange positions in order to do that and like you said joe was a prime example joe played everywhere everywhere corner right. safety nickel right. blitz them <laughs> linebacker <laughs> everything you know what i mean yeah. but with him being able to do that i can bring in another player to do something else mm-hmm. right that adds to my arsenal yeah uh, as a, in my defensive scheme so high five brother that, you know makes, me, that makes me feel good all man. day brother <laughs> <laughs> He is Brandon Bradley, former <laughs> BYU defensive back, dropping some knowledge, being called old multiple times by Brian Logan. Hey, you know, it's the great hair. Brandon, great stuff. Appreciate the time. Thanks for coming no in on Memorial Anytime. Day. And uh, we'll let you get back Anytime. to your family and, okay. and your day. Appreciate right. the time. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, coming up, what does Dave Rose think about having almost all of last year's roster back for the first time in forever? Yeah, it's been a long coach. time. Later on in the show. And next, how did Patrick Fishburne and BYU men's golf do at the NCAA championships? That's next in headlines. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Jason Shepard, Brian Logan, hanging out in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We're on demand anytime, anywhere. We now present some of today's top BYU Sports Nation stories. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. Patrick Fishburne qualified for the individual NCAA Division I championship after finishing tied for 30th at one over par. He begins play for the individual championship this morning. Men's golf finished tied for 24th in the NCAA Division I championship. The team totaled a 54-hole score of 312, tying the university of Central Florida and North Carolina State. How about this? 15 BYU athletes secured their spot to qualifying for the NCAA championships over the weekend. Roy Linkletter qualified nice. for the 10,000 and 5,000 meter. Andrea Stapleton-Johnson secured her spot from the high jump with a 1.8 meter jump. And Brenna Porter will compete after clocking a career best 57.18 in the 400 meter hurdles. Holler. Former Cougar Adam Law was called up to the Tacoma Rainers? Rainiers. Rainiers? Okay. Almost had it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the AAA affiliate of the Seattle Mariners, Law picked up three hits and had an RBI in his debut. 
That's one of the that's one of the cool things too about uh, about Memorial Day and is is uh, you got a lot of baseball today. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very you know it's it's uh, it's it's one of those games that just kind of fits on a day like today. So uh, congratulations to Adam Law. I'll be watching some baseball a little yeah, bit later on yeah, today. I was, watch, I was watching the um, SEC championship yesterday with LSU and Look at that. Ole Miss. I used to play baseball, man. Don't get me started. Get me started, Jason. Hey, our question of the day. In honor of LeBron James reaching his eighth straight NBA Finals, there's another Game 7, by the way, tonight, this time in the West. Which BYU athlete gave you the most confidence that BYU would win because he or she was competing? Let's get back to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. How about this one? At TB underscore Adamson. Honestly, maybe Jen Hampson. Hmm. Jen Hampson was dominant, and she was dominant in two sports. She was an All-American in volleyball and in basketball. So, yeah, when you had Jen Hampson on the court, you felt pretty good about your chances to win. Just Whether it was volleyball yeah. or basketball, especially with basketball, man, it's like how many girls you know, you know, are going to be, you know, her size. You know what I mean? Just automatically, I feel like that would give me confidence. How about this one at uh, Nate underscore Harker? I like how we went with N eight. Like, I like how you got creative with that one, Nate. Uh, no question, it was McKenna Bowl, the most dominant softball pitcher in BYU history, and there's no questioning that. And then he goes on to say, oh, and the Jimmer, of course. The Jimmer. The Jimmer. <laughs> and uh, let's see, at Chris uh, Kuder BSC, hmm. it would have to be Max Hall, exclamation point, Pure desire to win, hashtag, or not hashtag, parentheses, best postgame interview wins too, without question on that. Look, I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, there's something you cannot, mm, you can't, you can't teach that, coach that, it's something you're born with. Matter of fact, that's something that when God creates you, he like takes something over here and this ingredient in this cupboard, and he sprinkles it on a little bit. That's something right there, man. We'll get to more of your responses coming up a little bit later. You can weigh in on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Don't forget, use the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, find out how a few Cougars performed in their prospective pro leagues this weekend. And Dave Rose joined us Friday at the BYU store. Find out what he had to say about his roster for the upcoming season. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Make sure you turn in, tune into BYU TV and BYU Radio on Friday, June 22nd. For the annual BYU Football Media Day, we will have the state of the program, a two-hour BYU Sports Nation, and a special on Cougars in the NFL. BYU Football Media Day, Friday, June 22nd. Live from Studio Beats, your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. My name is Jason Shepard, alongside LeBron Brian James. Logan. You're supposed to give me with LeBron James. <laughs> no, okay, <laughs> LeBron James, a.k.a. Brian Logan. Thank you. On Friday's show, which, by the way, was from the BYU store, the head coach of the BYU basketball team, Dave Rose, was a guest with Spencer and Jerem. Covered a lot of different topics from the lack of roster turnover, which is a good thing, to the unanswered questions regarding the new WCC scheduling. Here's Coach Rose with Spencer and Jerem. Uh, why don't we ask our next guest to discuss the current status of the roster? You're going to ask him that? The okay. head basketball coach, Dave Rose. No, I won't ask him to give me a starting five at this point. <laughs> I, he's got a lot of things on his it's mind. It's like, hold on. Let's just talk about the state of the roster. Right now, it, from what we can tell, it seems like, aside from Elijah Bryant, everyone else is still in play. And 
What would, it, what would it be like to have the core of your team outside of Eli come back? What kind of a, an advantage is that? Well, I, you know, I think that uh, you know, we're excited for June. June 24th is when we'll get them all back here and we'll see exactly uh, I, what I really like about the roster is the, the breakdown of uh, positions. I think that uh, you know, we've got a, a veteran ro- ro- roster just by the fact that we've got uh, three wedding announcements here in the last couple of weeks. So, that means that our guys are getting a little bit older, and uh, we'll have older guys on our team. Yeah, what I really like to talk about just for a minute is this store, man. This store is awesome. It is awesome. They've you know, renovated like, it. It looks great. Right? You know, for a guy like me, I mean, I've been here for 20, what's it, what is this going on, 22 years? So I remember walking in here 22 years ago, but but I also remember all my siblings went to school here, too. So this is uh, this is quite a, uh, a place. I, I love the all the new uh, the Nike gear. I think that majority of that will probably get sold this weekend to uh, the thousand fathers and sons that are coming in. <laughs> That's right for the father and sons camp. They Seriously. always they always complain a little bit that uh, the store is not open long enough, and uh, these guys that are coming in will take most of this gear out of here. So if you want something, you might better get down here today, or because uh, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's nice. I like all the women's stuff over there too. My wife will be happy with that. Great selection. Cheryl can get whatever she wants. Uh, right? There's yeah. three or four minutes where I've deflected everything from. What you guys want to talk about? We want to talk about the so, schedule and the yeah. roster and Yoli and all yeah, this. I want stuff. to talk yeah. about this store. Yeah, and all these fans. Awesome! All these fans being here. That yeah, is cool. cool. Yeah. That is cool. Like we it. told them you were coming. They sprinted yeah. Yeah, from the right. dorms. Yeah, and absolutely. these two Cougars. I like those. Yeah, two. very nice. So, what? How is the roster? I mean, June twenty fourth is when you, I, I assume, start kind of summer mm-hmm. camp. Are, are you still recruiting your guys in a way? In college oh, yeah. basketball, it's like year to year. Right? There's, there's no question. I, I think that. Uh, you know our guys. Every you know with with Yoli and his situation and his just returning that that kind of you know uh, changes things for some of the other guys and what they were thinking about doing. And uh, I, what, what I do know, these guys are all winners. They're all competitors. Uh, you know, and and when we get this thing together, you know the uh, that last week of June that uh, you know we'll have a group of guys that uh, are, are focused and dialed in. I think that you know the culture of our program. These players have created it, and they. They're the ones who continue the culture of, of just of just winning. And, you know, it seems like the last couple of years we haven't won enough. It, I, I remember the years when we were making all those runs in the NCAA tournament. You felt like you hadn't won enough. You know, you wanted one more or two more. <laughs> but uh, we need to get back to the NCAA tournament, and I think these guys understand it. And uh, that will be a huge focus as we get started. No question you've put together a schedule that will challenge your team, and uh, it will resonate with the NCAA tournament selection committee with the addition of Mississippi State. I mean, you open up at Nevada, a team that went to the Sweet 16. Their coach feels like that might be the best team they have ever. How do you feel about the scheduling that you have put together thus far? Well, you know, it's hard. It's really hard to uh, to get what we need. I mean, we, we average, you know, 17, 18,000 fans, and you, you've got to get return games. It's hard just to go out there and play people and not get uh, a return to, to have a home schedule for you. And so um, you know, we're, we, we actually are going to Mississippi State this year without a return. I thought Jashir would love uh, that and his family going back down there. And so, uh, and, and plus, Ben's got a great team. And Ben, you know, Ben, I played Ben at UCLA a few years ago uh, in a non-return game, and uh, um, it took him quite a while to actually agree to play us again. But uh, <laughs> uh, we're, we're looking forward to, to all the games on the schedule. They're all difficult. You know, trying to win one game is really tough, let alone twenty or twenty-five. So uh, these guys are, I mean, they'll be up for the challenge. I, I think playing, one thing about playing 
teams that maybe have their very best team in the history of the program, like you used to talk about with Nevada, we're kind of used to that. I think St. Mary's and Gonzaga has gone through that in the last few years. So, you know, hopefully we'll get off to a good start and win a lot of close games early. That's a real key to having a uh, successful season because, you know, those one and two and five, three possession games, you can see in the NBA playoffs right now. I mean, it's three, two, both sides, but uh, could easily be over in, in a, you know, uh, those series as far as just a few possessions down late in the, in the game. And so that's what gives you your confidence and then your ability to get in league and, to, you know, have a, a terrific league schedule. I, I mean, results. But uh, you look at you look at Gonzaga and where they're ranked right now and, uh, you know, they, they just – they, they don't skip a beat. They just they just keep bringing it, and so hopefully we'll be up to the challenge to get them this year. What's the latest on the possible return of Nick Emery? Um, the latest is it's in the plans. It's it's work. It, it's you know he he's he wants to come back. Uh, you know the administration has put that in place. Um, I don't know if he's been readmitted and enrolled in class yet, but that's the next step. And we're expecting him to be here on the 24th. Dave Rose, BYU basketball head coach, with us on BYU Sports Nation. We are live from the BYU store. Uh, when do you expect to find out about the West Coast Conference schedule with the new changes that go into play with the only 16 league games this year instead of 18? Well, we have our coaches meeting next week, Thursday in San Francisco. And so uh, I'm sure there will be a, a lot of discussion. Uh, the best part about that Wednesday is when I leave San Francisco to fly home, I'm no longer the chairman of the committee. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> a, a, lot, a lot has actually happened in the time that I've, uh, I've served. But, uh, Who's it, taking over? It'll be somebody else. I think it's Kyle Smith from San Francisco. Okay. So, um, and, and, you know, it, it, it hasn't been a huge burden. But, you know, when you're the guy at these meetings and you're bringing up all these topics and these guys are looking at you sideways, It'll be better for me to be in the position where I can look at the guy. <laughs> you like looking sideways yeah, at other people. Right, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, Yoli Childs uh, dipped his toes in the NBA waters, tried it out. He said everyone should try it out. He got some feedback. What was the conversation like with him? Because you obviously want him re- to return, but he wants to develop some skills. So how does that conversation Well, I, I think that's, that's the most difficult situation, what you just said, is that you want him to return. That's what everyone feels like. You know, all that coach wants – the guy to come back so he doesn't really you know have a an opinion that's non-prejudice his his opinion is all let's get him back here so the team will be good and that's really not the case I okay. mean I want these kids to be able to chase this dream I mean and, and to be able to have an opportunity to really make it happen and if it's that time then let's do it if it's not that time let's come back and use this as a, a resource to help you get better and to, you know obviously help our team uh, and in your situation, he was uh, just really convinced that uh, what he wants out of an NBA draft wasn't going to happen this year. Now, what Eric wanted out of an NBA draft, that was that's, that's all in his his uh, you know his mind and his personality, and same with Eli. But what Yo wanted out of the NBA draft just came out and said, Coach, listen, it's not going to happen for me this year, so I'm going to come back. With Dave Rose on BYU Sports Nation, we just talked about the addition of Yoli Childs. I'm trying to remember a time where just to have it in play that you, you return basically your entire roster. When was the last time that even happened? It's been a while, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. We, we basically have, you know, five, maybe six starters that are returning, uh, you know, with Zach Selyus because I think he played a lot of minutes in a starting role uh, his, his uh, freshman year. I, I just think we've got guys that are ready to play. I think that, uh, 
you know, for me, I'm excited about uh, Connor and and Gav and and, and Colby Lee. Those, that, I'm excited about that. But what what you really plan on are the guys who have been here: Peyton Dastrup, you know, uh, Ryland Bergeson. I think those guys are in a position after being, uh, you know, guys that were supporting uh, roles that their uh, their opportunity will be to, to 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 get out front and not only be possible starters or potential starters, but probable starters in some situations. And so, um, you know, we'll change a little bit about the way we play because of how we play with with Eli stepping out, uh, bringing Nick back, uh, you know. And so um, there's a lot – I mean, there's a lot of excitement within the players trying to figure out your question of the day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And let's finish with this. The Fathers and Sons Camp. I, I believe there's like some kind of contest, whether it's shooting or three-on-three three or something. And there's like a lot of contests. Michael Smith is prominently featured. Like, yes. what, are the, what are the most competitive competitions at the Fathers? The last day of the camp on Monday afternoon, um, we have all the champions from the individual groups that have gone through. And it's probably the, you know, what you'd call, you know, knockout or lightning or whatever. The whole camp's there. They're all cheering and guys – uh, the, the free throw contest is pretty. Uh, um, I think that's pretty stressful for the guys, especially some of the guys that, that made all ten. You know, then they get up there the first time and miss it, and it's all because of the crowd. You know, you got five, six, seven hundred people up there cheering for you or against you, and that and that's the beauty of sports, isn't it? I mean, to watch the guys do it under pressure. I mean, that's a, the greatest thing in these playoffs is to watch. Last night, you saw two teams that I thought both of them were really nervous. A lot on the line, and it changed the way that oh, they normally play. Mistakes were made, huge I mean, mistakes were it's, made. It's, yeah. it's real, and pressure uh, even affects our father and sons trying to make a <laughs> get a T-shirt for the championship. <laughs> Listen, the cut, like the intramural shirt, the what, like it's like a five dollar T-shirt, but it is way more. Than it's, that. it's what it says on the shirt. Yes. you get to wear. You can't around. buy that at the BYU that's store, exactly, right? Exactly. Um, you so, know, another thing we should talk about is my golf tournament last Monday. It was awesome. Heard it was How'd a that great go? success. It went great. We, uh, you know, we, we raised a lot of money for Huntsman Hospital up to, and the foundation uh, up there next week. No, no, the second week of June, I have a camp, we have a camp first week and then the third week. That second week, Cheryl and I are going to Nashville to Infinity Headquarters to awesome. pick up the check yeah. for yes. the yes. Uh, Simmons Let's give it up for that. Yes. Grand and all the people grand. that voted for us during the season. Everyone here voted. Let's go. Yes. Yeah. I'll tell you, what, the, what was some of the coolest things during that time was, I was I'd pull through the drive-thru at, you know, at Wendy's or Neater's or wherever I go, you know, and, and at I had two different situations where uh, the girl serving me there says, sees my credit card and go, oh, are you the David Rose? And I said, well, yeah, I'm the coach at BYU. I just voted for you. <laughs> You're like, thanks. Hey, oh, that's awesome. Can I get some extra sauce? I said, get all those people in there to vote for me. <laughs> it was Wendy's and Neaters that put you over there. It was pretty cool, yeah. It was, and, and so we'll get to go back to Nashville. And, I'm, you know, actually, I've never been to Nashville. And, um, Great city. So we get, a, we get a chance to go to the Grand Ole Opry and do some stuff. So it'll be very cool. Yep. Fantastic. Well, uh, we commend you. Well, thanks for deflecting for all our hard uh, there questions. You go. We appreciate it. You can talk to me anytime you want, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that was the head coach of the BYU Cougars, Dave Rose. Appreciate him taking a few minutes on Friday. We'll have more on that interview coming up throughout the week. Coming up, what did Taylor Sander do for Team USA in their international match versus China? And which former Cougar went yard in the minors? The Cougar whip around is next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. 
for help when you need it most. Shout out to today's guest, Brandon Bradley, a.k.a. what do you call him? Grandpa B. Grandpa B. Join us in Studio B. And sorry to Dennis Pitt. I mean, we really tried. We just ran out of time today. We hey, apologize. Hey, Dennis, I'm, I'm fighting for you, man. I really am. I'm a fan of Dennis Pitt. I, I don't know what Jerem's issue is. You know, I, hey, so many games that he's, you know, won for me. I appreciate you, Dennis. I appreciate you. I love you. If you miss any part of this show, you can always download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Golf. Patrick Fishburne qualified for the individual NCAA Division I championship after finishing tied for 30th at one over par. He begins play for the individual championship this morning. And men's golf finished tied for 24th in the NCAA Division I championship. The team totaled a 54-hole score of 312, tying with the University of Central Florida and North Carolina State. Track and field. 15 BYU athletes secured their spot to qualifying for the NCAA championship over the weekend. Rory Linklet. Linkletter qualified for the 10,000 and 5,000 meter. Andrea Stapleton-Johnson secured her spot for the high jump with a 1.8 meter jump. Cougars in the minors. Former Cougar Adam Law was called up to the Tacoma Rainiers, the AAA Rainers. affiliate of the Seattle Mariners. Law picked up three hits and had an RBI in his debut. Volleyball. USA Volleyball finished the first round. The Volleyball National League pool, league pool play 3-0 beating China. Taylor Sander leads U.S., with 14 kills and three aces. Soccer. I like it. Ashley Hatch scored a goal for the Washington Spirit in a 3-2 loss to the Houston Dash. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter, helping you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Today's Rise and Shout, no other place we can go. All of our men and women serving in the military and certainly those who have given their lives in the service of our great country. Our question of the day, in honor of LeBron James reaching his eighth straight NBA Finals, which BYU athlete gave you the most confidence that BYU would win because he or she was competing? The elite voice of the day comes from at Ames Flames. (laughs) It's simple. Cosmo, he kills it every time. Ooh, that is a good one. Not bad. I didn't know he was on the table. I didn't know that was an opportunity. Did you know that? Cosmo's always on the table. Oh, okay. Okay. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook using the hashtag BYUSN. So the show is on demand at BYUSN.com. Find our audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and tune in. For Brian, I'm Jason. Shout out to Matt Mendenhall. BYU Sports Nation. Back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern.